Hello everyone and welcome to a very, very special episode of the Infinite Boost Podcast. It is me, Tom, and I I have lots of exciting things to talk about this episode. And I'm I'm thrilled to be doing this episode at this time. I've I've planned on doing this episode on my own, and I thought I was gonna have some exciting stuff to talk about, and then I have even more exciting stuff to talk about, and I'm I'm just excited to be here. We're doing the first video podcast. It's going up on YouTube. This is on YouTube. If you are on YouTube, you are looking at me on YouTube, and that's very exciting. If you're listening to the podcast, I am practicing looking at a camera while doing this podcast. Usually, I would just be leaning back in my chair, kind of throwing my hands about, but now I am working on connecting with a camera while I'm doing the podcast, so I'm I'm really excited about that. There's another very exciting announcement that I'll have somewhere towards the middle of the podcast, and I'm I'm extremely excited about that, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But the most exciting part of this episode, which wasn't the most exciting part of this episode until yesterday, was I have hit Grand Champ in 3v3. I am a GC gamer in Rocket League. Right now, I even played one game today, and I was down 4-1, to 5-1, to one, with two minutes left. We ended up winning that game. Had I lost that game, I would have lost GC, so I am still a GC gamer. I have gotten my rewards, and that's really what I want to talk about this episode, and it's going to be kind of a two-episode arc. I'm First of all, I'm going to talk about just kind of how I got here and reflecting on the past few months really and then what I was going through yesterday when I got my rewards and then two days ago when I kind of started the journey of thinking oh my gosh this could actually be a thing I could actually get my rewards right now and kind of what I was thinking and what I dove into and the whole process and and also everything that's kind of led up to this in the past two or three seasons and that's what I want to talk about this week. And then next week, I'm going to take some time to look through a lot of the replays, or at least a good number of replays from the past couple of days as I was getting into GC from the low 1400s into the mid 1400s into that GC, low GC1 realm. And then analyze those and and think about and look at the things that I still need to work on and what I'm going to be doing moving forward. Obviously, over the past couple of months, I've done a lot of these solo podcasts, which I'm really enjoying, and I'm I'm excited to be bringing them to YouTube as well. And I, I will be doing more of these uh, moving forward, and I'd like to look over my replays and talk about what I'm working on and talk about you know all of those different things. And I've mentioned that before, so I'm not going to go on about that any longer. I'm just going to talk about it. You'll have to excuse me. I have a little bit of allergies going on right now, so my eyes bothering me. So I'm going to have to deal with that every now and then. So moving right along, um, I'm I'm Grand Champ. I have my Grand Champ rewards for season four already. And, and the thing of it is, is we still have two months left in the season, which I feel like is a huge win for me because now I have this whole season where I can really kind of hunker down into the style of play or the style of Rocket League that I'd like. You know, I'm not thinking about ranking up so much anymore. I'm not trying to get to that pedestal of being a grand champ. I've done that. So now I can play some games. 
I can watch those replays. I can take in what those replays are offering in terms of what I need to do or what I need to work on. And then I can just work on it. I don't feel this pressure to play ranked. I don't feel this pressure to continue to raise my MMR. I can just go through the process of ranking up and practicing or ranking down and seeing what I'm doing wrong, seeing what's going on in my games and go from there. Okay, so let's talk about how I got to this point, which I think is really interesting. First of all, it's been a really, really long road to get to this point. I have almost 5,300 hours in this game, and a lot of people are still better than me, are still ranked higher than me, or ranked right around me, and they might have 1,000 hours. They might have 2,000 hours. I've talked about this before on the show, if you go back and look at some of my old Rocket League YouTube videos, if you go back and even listen to some of the old podcasts, I've been going through the old podcasts to get them ready for YouTube as well. I was listening to the Corelli episode and I was talking about being in low champ one, sometimes diamond three, champ two in threes. And that was, I don't know, no, that was in 2019. So that was before we even knew free play, free to play was going to be a thing. That's when Rocket League was just Rocket League as we knew it. I mean, there might have even been crates then. Who knows? I can't I can't remember when they got rid of crates. But I was talking about being Diamond 3. So obviously there has been progression over the past couple of years. And in, in Season 14, I did get GC. And there were a lot of people that got GC in Season 14. I feel like Season 14 was very much a meme just like season three and of course they lowered the MMR a little bit to get to grand champ in season three of free to play so it did get a little bit easier but I've still raised my MMR about 200 points since season one and season two and at the beginning of season three when I did my placement games I ended up in like the 1100s so my MMR has gone up a lot over the past few seasons and even though I have almost 5,300 hours, I can tell you that a lot of those hours, a lot of my time in the game has been spent just grinding games, just playing game after game after game. And really what that comes from is just this frustration of knowing that I can do more, that I can do better, almost wanting to be able to do better and trying to prove to myself that I can do better based on the skill that I have or the skill that I think I have instead of actually taking the time to improve and to work on my game and look at replays and get into free play and get into training packs and just work on those things instead of feeling like I should be able to do those things or that I can do those things and just mess them up when I might not actually be able to do some of those things at all. So the first thing that I... I, really want to hit home in terms of what got me from where I was, whether it's at the beginning of the podcast back in 2019, or even if you want to look at 2021 or the middle of 2020 into 2021 and where we are. I mean, it's almost the end of 2021. Now we're going into October. Jeez, where did where did the year go? The, the big difference for me and what has really fueled my improvement, I would say, over the past few months is just being honest with myself, really looking at replays, really looking at my play in game and 
opening up to the idea that I'm making mistakes, especially mistakes that I feel like I shouldn't make. Another way of saying it is I'm just, I'm owning, I'm taking responsibility for the mistakes that I make in the game and then trying to work on them. Instead of missing an aerial and thinking, oh, or getting frustrated about just missing an aerial or just chalking it up as a missed aerial, I'm looking at it as I missed an aerial and I'm missing aerials on a consistent basis. Why am I missing these aerials? What am I doing wrong? What's going wrong in my gameplay that I'm missing these aerials? Because that is a clear thing that I need to fix if I want to continue to improve in this game. And I I couldn't tell you exactly when I made the connection. But one thing that I explicitly noticed that I worked hard to improve in my personal Rocket League game is I would go for an aerial and let's say the ball was just a little bit off to the left, I might have my car facing off to the right, looking at the ball on my screen off to the left, and then I would just jump in the air and I'd be headed this direction when the ball is headed this direction, and then I would have to spend a lot of boost and a lot of momentum turning my car to try and get to that ball. And that is something that would happen on a very consistent basis, and... I would just settle for that being the status quo of how I would go for aerial sometimes, especially if I was trying to go up for an aerial very fast. And it got to the point where I looked at myself where I, and I can't tell you what helped me make this realization or, you know, what point I got to, what conversation I had with myself, what slapped me across the face, where I just saw that so many times and I thought, you know, this isn't good enough anymore. This mistake that I am making is a mistake. It, it's a mistake. And it's something that I get to correct. It's something that I get to work on. Or I should work on if I want to continue to improve at the game of Rocket League. And so I found a way to work on it. I worked on aerial train. I, I went back to working on basic aerial training packs. I worked on whey proteins backboard therapy. I worked on his... Uh, aerial, just as basic aerial packs. There's moderate aerial packs. There's advanced aerial packs. I worked on a lot of just basic aerial packs. And of course, you don't have to do a lot of driving. You don't have to do a lot of turning to set up those aerials. And so I also set up some of my own training packs of where the ball would go into the air and I would have to turn a little bit to set my car up so that I could get the best line possible to use all of my momentum going into the aerial instead of having to correct a lot of bad momentum to go towards an aerial and that improved in my car con- that improved my car control that improved my aerial control and that also improved my speed to the ball because i could line my car up very quickly and go directly at the ball instead of having to correct wildly while trying to go to the ball because not only are you wasting a lot of boost you're also killing momentum while trying to build momentum in a completely different direction instead of using the momentum that you've already created to go towards the ball. It's it's a completely different thing, and I know that's something that was really affecting my effectiveness in the game of Rocket League, especially as I was getting into higher levels. 
I was getting beat to the ball a lot, and that is a that is a good reason for it. And then also, you know, I just didn't have a lot of boost to do anything with or would run out of boost prematurely because I was wasting all of it trying to get to the ball. That's a big thing that was happening for me and one big thing that I noticed in the game. And then also in correcting that same little habit there, one thing that I noticed is that I wouldn't I was not very good at reading the ball in terms of where it was going, where it was headed when I was taking an attempt on the ball, when I was trying to take a touch on the ball. So if you think about the same idea of an aerial, you know, I would go for the ball when I started going for an aerial, I would go for the ball where it's at, where it was when I started. But that ball could be going up, it could start going down, it could be going a little bit to the right, it could be going a little bit to the left, it could be going backwards, it could be going a little bit forwards. And I would not be taking a full read of what kind of direction the ball was in. And so I wouldn't be able to set my car up as effectively as possible. Or when I got to the ball, I would be a little bit late or a little bit early because I wasn't reading exactly where the ball was going. And that's another thing that I started working on. That's another thing that I started improving at is just taking the time to actually completely read the ball. And I don't I don't know why I never did that. I don't know why I didn't get into the habit that habit. Just practicing reading the ball and getting better at reading the ball has helped me again with my aerial speed, with my aerial accuracy, with my ability to just read the ball and beat opponents. And reading the ball, I mean, outside of me getting to GC and doing all of this, one skill that will allow you to outrank and outmaneuver all of your opponents at any time is reading the ball. One thing that I think is something that people don't talk about enough when it comes to Rocket League and building skill in Rocket League is reading the ball and knowing how to maneuver your car to do what you want with the ball. Because at the end of the day, whoever gets to the ball first wins. I'm, And that's not always the case because let's say everybody on the field is equally good at getting effective touches. Everybody is good at getting touches on the ball on the field. Whoever gets to that ball first wins. RLCS is a perfect example of this. Sometimes goals are scored just because one player is able to get to the ball faster than whoever else on the opposing side is trying to get to the ball. And if you can't get to the ball fast enough, by reading what's going to happen on those bounces or redirects or reflections or whatever, then you're not going to be able to be very effective getting to the ball quickly. If you don't trust your instincts on understanding the physics and the dynamics of the game of Rocket League, then you're going to have to wait for something easier and the game is going to leave you behind. And I feel like my mechanics had surpassed my ability to read the ball and now that I'm starting to read the ball better I'm starting to understand how things bounce and how those how the ball works a little bit better I'm able to move around the field a little bit quicker and that is that that's helped me rank up and I am happy with those results and there's still a long way there's still a long way to go I think that's really the biggest thing to take away from 
this all together is that I've made it to GC. This has been one of my biggest goals that I've ever had in Rocket League. You know, I've been thinking about this for years and and feeling actually legitimate about doing it. When I got it in season 14, I was excited and I don't want to take anything away from getting GC in season 14, but for me, it just didn't feel like it was as big of an accomplishment as I wanted it to be because I saw so many tweets of people, oh, I just got GC for the first time, and then you haven't seen a lot of those GC or seen those people in GC anymore. Or you see a lot of season 14 GC titles in Champ 1, in Champ 2, in Champ 3, in Rocket League right now. You don't, I don't see a lot of, you know, season 2, season 3 GCs. I mean, you still see those in Champ 2 and Champ 3. But you just don't see as many of those uh, season 14 tags because it's, it's just not as big of a deal as, you know, other seasons in my opinion. So I'm I'm excited to have actually made what I look at as a significant season in GC. The next thing that I really feel like helped me get from where I was in at the beginning of this podcast in in 2019 and where I'm at now is shot accuracy and being able to actually touch the ball and hit the ball effectively where I wanted to go and with power. I again, I'll say this again. I feel like one thing that is taken for granted or that people don't work on enough is just being able to hit the ball well and especially hit the ball well on the ground. One pack that I've talked about a lot on this podcast, especially as I've been doing my solo episodes, is the golden platinum pack by A Baton's 15. This pack is a fantastic pack, whether you are gold, platinum, or now a GC player. This is something that I'm going to continue to work on. This is something that I know will continue to help me improve because it's still something that I can't hit these shots exactly where I want to hit them every single time I want to hit them there. The consistency is not there. My accuracy is not there. I'm getting better. I'm learning. And then also those shots give me an give me a perspective on other shots that I can work on. But shot accuracy has been huge for me. The fact that, you know, now I am able to go to a ball very fast. I'm able to go at the ball with speed and then also hit the ball with accuracy. And by with go at the ball with speed, I'm able to go after a shot. I'm able to go for a a shot on goal fast. I don't have to slow my car down. I don't have to just kind of tiptoe up to the ball and let it come to me and get a shot. I can go to that ball, use the car control that I've created over the past few months and line up a shot where the ball is as opposed to wait for the ball to come to me or get into the perfect position so that I can hit the shot that I want to hit. I create let me put it this way. I create the shot that I want to make instead of the ball creating the shot for me and still and instead of waiting for this shot to line up. I look at where the ball is, I look at where myself, my car is on the field and then I do what I can to create that shot. And and that's the big difference. 
when you're starting to work on aerials or when you're starting to work on shots, you might just wait for the ball to get in line to where you're comfortable to line up your car to hit the shot. That next evolution and part of that is being able to read the ball, is reading the ball and taking your car into a position as quickly as possible and then lining a shot up from that position or lining a touch up from that specific position instead of waiting for you know the clouds part the sun shines down on you and you feel like you've been sent from heaven this perfect shot that's not always the way that rocket league works so now even with this gold to platinum pack instead of just waiting for the ball to be in front of the net i'm going to the ball and thinking if i can get to the ball this quickly how can i hit the ball to this part of the goal with power how can i hit the ball to that part of the goal with power. And that's something that I'm thinking about. That's something that I'm taking in that I might not have necessarily thought about or worked on before that now I'm thinking about, now I'm taking the time to work on. And that is a consistent part of my routine. And it's not just in the gold to platinum pack. That's in the aerial packs. That's in the backboard therapy pack. That's in the double touch double tap playground pack whenever I'm in these different things I'm thinking how are what are the different ways that I could hit the ball and what are the different ways that I can maneuver my car to hit the ball faster but then also get a follow-up or create a possession or do something that will make me an effective player a more effective player and more maneuverable than I was before and that comes down to car speed that comes down to effective touches that comes down to car control and I've learned a lot of that over the past six seven months because I have been working on learning how to control my car I've been learning how to read the ball I've been learning how to hit the ball better and that has led to more goals being scored that's led into me being able to keep possession better which has given me the opportunity to set up more passes and sure I would like to be finishing more plays myself but the fact that I'm creating more possessions the fact that I'm creating more opportunities for my teammates to score goals feels really good the fact that I can score goals or at least get the ball into a place where my teammates can score is great because at the end of the day the more goals you score the better the the better you are at keeping the ball away from your opponents the more opportunity you have to not be scored on and the more opportunity you have to score on the other team and that's that's one thing that I'm learning is is just how to keep the ball away from my opponents better, how to put the ball where my opponents aren't so that, you know, we can keep moving forward, we can stay on offense and and things can progress a little bit better. That is actually an excellent segue into a couple of things that I want to talk about now just in terms of what I notice and initial thoughts about my game in how I have been playing and things that I want to think about moving forward, things that I noticed in my games, just kind of my experience, my initial experience in my games and and things that I can do moving forward. And of course, I'm going to do a more full analysis of my game. But a couple things that I have really noticed recently in my game that I need to work on that I want to improve. The big one is 50-50s and challenges. My challenges are, uh, I, 
I really can't think of any good word for them. They're just not very good at all. And a couple a couple of things that go into this. The first of all is just really understanding how to hit the ball well. I think the better you know how to hit the ball, the better you know how to make contact with the ball in different scenarios, the better you will be at 50-50s. And honestly, that's something that I'm still really learning, especially when I'm really, really close to the ball. I don't get the exact angle that I want to get or the exact touch that I'm looking for. And so I don't get good challenges on a consistent basis. And that's something that I have been thinking about. That is something that has been improving and I want to continue to improve on it. It's something that I want to continue on uh, improving and figuring out how I can do a little bit better. So I have been watching a few in replays. I've been saving them here and there and asking myself, why did I lose this challenge? What's going on? And then also just trying to be a little bit more aware of how I'm taking challenges in games. And one thing that I've noticed in my game in general, and one thing that I'm continuing to work on is this is under the general umbrella of car control, but more specifically, just momentum of where my car is going and how much control I have of my car throughout the game of Rocket League. One time, one very specific instance of when I lack control still is when I'm going for aerials. Sometimes when I am going for an aerial, I will not have complete control of my car or I will not be completely aware of the forward momentum or the exact momentum of my car. And so let's say the ball is going more up than forward. I will go up, but I will not go necessarily as up as I need to and be going way too fast forward. And so I just do one of those flying forward and up and then I'm leaning back and trying to hit the ball and I just either miss it or I hit it backward. There was one other really clear instance of this. And well, I mean, it goes back to what I was talking about before in terms of, you know, when I would go for aerials, I might need to go left but I'm going right because the ball looks like it's above me, but the ball is going left and I don't have control of my car to maneuver it that way. So I, I don't necessarily take into account the momentum of my car when I'm going for an aerial. Oh, and, and another thing that goes along with that is just the fact that when I go for an aerial, sometimes I will jump up and instead of aiming my car all the way up, so I can just use that forward momentum and make sure I'm using all my boost to go up into the air. I will boost more at like a 45 degree angle, creating more momentum going forward instead of just allowing my forward momentum to push me forward and then trying to go up into the air. So those are two things that I kind of need to work on all at the same time. One, just getting control of my forward momentum or an understanding of my forward momentum and how much that will create an effect on my car. And then also just making sure that I have my car lined up at the exact angle that I want when I want to start boosting because I, I don't think, I, I think that I've taken for granted how much effect boost actually has on the direction and the momentum of the car. If I am at a stale place or just don't have any movement, 
boost really moves you forward. So if you're jumping into the air and you go at a 45 degree angle instead of a 90 degree angle or straight up, you really go far fast. It creates a lot of momentum fast. I mean, that's how you stay in the air, right? So if you really need to go straight up into the air or maybe go up and back a little to kill that forward momentum and then continue going up, if you spend even a half a second going at a 45 degree angle or, you know, doing a little, if, if instead of just going straight up, you do a little bit of a boosting arc where you start at a 45 and then go, you're again, just creating momentum that doesn't necessarily benefit you at all. And, and it certainly doesn't benefit me at all. And that's one thing that I'm starting to get figured out. That's one thing that I'm starting to learn about my game. And I'm taking this all the way back to these challenges. A big thing about challenges and a big thing that causes me to lose challenges is the momentum of where my car is going because it's not just about hitting the ball in the right spot. It's also what kind of power you're able to hit the ball with or what kind of direction you're going into the ball with. If I'm going, you know, perpendicular to the ball, which is just like along with the ball instead of into the ball, and then my opponent is going into the ball, my momentum is going across the ball. His momentum is going into the ball. Who's going to win that challenge nine times out of 10, probably 10 times out of 10, it's going to be my opponent. And that's not something that I necessarily understood. Just thinking about if my opponent goes low and I go high, sometimes you win those challenges, but then sometimes you want to be low and your opponent might go high and you could win those challenges. So really taking into account the direction of the ball, the direction that I'm going, the direction my opponent's coming from, looking at all of those different factors and figuring out what am I going to do to create the best challenge situation. So maybe not necessarily I'm going to win the 50-50 and, and continue the possession. And when I say win, I mean I'm going to be able to take this challenge. I'm going to be able to do what I have to do to continue my possession. Whatever happens or my outcome in a win, a, of all-out win of a challenge is me being able to continue my possession. That's not necessarily, I mean, at the end of the day, I would love to see that more often because it hardly ever happens now. But most of my challenges result in, if I am in possession of the ball, my opponent getting possession of the ball like immediate the same one that challenged me whatever happens he somehow gains possession of the ball or when my opponent has possession of the ball I challenge and nothing really happens except me floating past the ball and them continuing their possession so my challenge really doesn't make them give up possession it doesn't make them make a decision and give up the ball or give up the possession they just kind of continue what doing what they're doing. And that's not good. That basically is, you know, a waste of a touch for me. It takes me out of the play and now I have to rotate and my teammate is having to do the job that I should have been able to do. So figuring out how to be more effective at that so that I can create opportunities for my teammates to start a possession or end the in the opponent's possession and get a clear or something like that instead of just everything moving along as if I had never existed in that play 
in in any shape or form. So really being more effective on my challenges is is going to be huge for me. And I feel like once I get a better handle on that, then you know that's one step closer to being an effective, better Rocket League player and a better effective teammate. And nobody's going to complain if I win all of my 50-50s or a majority of my 50-50s because then they can really anticipate what they can do to continue the play or start a play as opposed to being worried that, oh, there's Tom challenging again. He's not really going to be able to do anything here, so I still need to be ready. And of course, you know, every now and then you lose a 50-50 or you take a bad challenge, and that's fine. And if your teammates are always worried about you losing or the ball careening back towards your net, then you know, you're not really an effective teammate at all and have an opportunity for improvement. The really big thing that I noticed when playing games and and the thing that stuck out to me the most as I was going through these GC games was I was hitting the ball at my opponents so often. I was giving the ball directly to my opponents. When I was making a clear, when I was just having a touch on the ball or an attempt on the ball, I would hit the ball somewhere that my opponents could easily get to it instead of hitting the ball away from my opponents. And it seems like such a revolutionary idea, and I don't even know why. I've never really even thought about it before. But I... I had so many touches where the ball would just I mean okay so let's take out what I would consider just like a bad touch right where maybe I was impatient tried to take a touch that I didn't necessarily need to and just kind of dink the ball along or didn't really get a good touch and my opponent was there okay I still make plenty of those and that's something that I'm working on as well but just the idea of when I would try and get a clear or when I would get a big touch or when I would try and put the ball into a forward moving opportunity to create an offensive motion for my team, more often than not, I would be hitting the ball where my opponent already was. And this would just immediately turn into me having to get back on defense or an offensive opportunity for them. And I don't, I don't really know why I have never noticed this before. And maybe part of it was because I was just playing higher ranked people or people that I'm not used to playing against. And so they end up being in different places than I'm used to. And, and the games, you know, they still felt a little bit different. And of course there were nerves and, and things of that nature, but they were always where I wanted to hit the ball. And or they were always where I was hitting the ball. And I really started to pick up on this and realize that, you know, if I want to be a more effective offensive player, if I want to be a more effective player, or if I want to make offensive opportunities better for me and my team, I need to be hitting the ball where it's not just super easy for my opponents to do something with it. And that that looks different, right? Sometimes I could be trying to air dribble the ball. Sometimes I could be trying to pass the ball. Sometimes it might be on a clear. Sometimes it might be on a dribble. It, it comes in all different shapes and sizes, but more often than not, I get to learn how to hit the ball or take the ball where my opponents aren't. 
Now, this is something I still don't have an answer to. I will get to watch replays. It's something that I think I will get to practice because I'm used to just hitting the ball. And when you are just hitting the ball, all you have to think about is hitting the ball. Now, when I'm hitting the ball, I don't get to just think about, oh, I want to hit the ball this way. I have to think about, I want to hit the ball this way. There's opponent here, here, and here, or there's an opponent here and here. How can I hit the ball effectively? Or now just thinking about it, before I even think about how I'm going to hit the ball, I need to know where I'm going to hit the ball. And so I have to be aware of where my opponents are so that I can hit the ball effectively to hit the ball away from them so that I can continue that possession. There's a big difference in between possession when you're hitting the ball away from an opponent and you're able to chase after it and you you at, at best or at worst you're creating a 50-50 challenge. Now, when you're hitting the ball at an opponent, and, you know, sometimes you might be clearing the ball, but if you're trying to create a possession and you're hitting the ball at an opponent, you're giving them the the benefit or you're, you're creating a better opportunity for them if you are coming into the ball late and they are right there ready to hit the ball then they have all the options. You can fly in and try and dunk them, but they could hit the ball left, they could hit the ball right, they could hit the ball down, they could hit the ball up, and you're just kind of creating that opportunity for them. You're telegraphing what they have to do to beat you. Where if you hit the ball away from them, at least you have that momentum going with the ball and they are coming to the ball or then they will have to rotate back. There's a there's a big difference there. And I really started to notice that as I was trying to create offensive opportunities for myself and my team is that I would always give the ball right back to them. And and this is extremely evident when you're just trying to clear the ball in general or give yourself a little bit of a breather to get boost back or end and then, you know, a complete domination of your side where they're just peppering your goal with shots or they keep on hitting the ball back into the corner. If you're not able to take possession of the ball and get the ball past them or get a clear, you know, down the middle of the field, if they're not in the middle of the field or over them, if they're already on the side wall, I can't tell you how, I mean, everybody listening to this is probably a Rocket League player. You know how frustrating it can be when you're trying to clear the ball and you just hit it to the side and they're already right there and then they just hit it right back into the middle and it's just, you know, you feel like you have two or three minutes of just trying to get a boost pad here and there and they're just slamming the ball back at your net over and over again. That's not fun. And all you do or sometimes all you can do is hit your ball back to the corner while they're already in the corner waiting for you to hit the ball to them. And, and that's the thing that I'm thinking about is sometimes just hitting the ball back to the corner is not the most effective thing to do. And taking possession, trying to start a dribble, sometimes, you know, if, I have the, if I'm in the net and I'm following the ball into the corner, seven or eight times out of ten, they're already going to be on the sidewall waiting for you. So why are you just hitting it along the sidewall or trying it to take the sidewall where they're there ready to challenge you? And usually they have more momentum than you do. And I'm 
you know, this is this is things that I've thought about and I'm trying to maneuver around them and, and learn from it and do something different. So sometimes now I will just let the ball fall down to the ground and sometimes I'll even try to dribble it, not directly in front of my net, but towards the middle of the field because then at least like I'm behind the ball and I have momentum behind the ball and they're coming into the ball and they're they're coming into the ball from the side instead of directly on and so I can use their momentum to at least send the ball to the opposite side of the field to create a little bit of uh, you know chaos or mix things up a little bit so that their rotation isn't completely perfectly set up for the first guy to challenge the ball in the corner and try and get a hit to the middle so that somebody can take a shot because more times than not, somebody's probably not on the other side of the field. So I don't have an answer yet. I haven't got it completely figured out. And it's something that I know that I get to practice is I guess, you know, creating or building a stronger sense of awareness on the field so that when I have an opportunity to touch the ball, that I can do something with it so that I'm not just giving the ball back. And as I'm just spitballing here, part of that might be taking better opportunities, taking better touches or waiting for better touches to come to me or creating better touches for myself when I know where everyone is on the field so that I'm not just hitting the ball back at them. And that's one thing that I've been thinking about and one thing that I feel like has really, you know, led to my improvement in the game of Rocket League is patience and waiting for times when I need to touch the ball or have a good opportunity at a touch on the ball instead of just trying to willy-nilly touch the ball when I want to or speeding around and just, you know, slamming the ball over and over again and not necessarily doing anything with the ball. Um, that, that's been huge for me, and it's been a really good opportunity for learning and, and evolving my game. And now that could be an even bigger reason as to why it's important to wait to have a good opportunity for a touch because then you know where everybody is you have the awareness that you need to be able to do something with the ball that's actually effective and keeps it away from the opponent instead of giving it right back to the opponent that's that's so huge and I am kind of just putting two and two together now and it's it's certainly something that I get to think about and I am excited to uh, really look at that and learn more about that and see how that can evolve and help me become a better player and a more effective player as I continue to rank up past where I am right now. I think that it goes without saying that ranking up has been a huge goal of mine the whole time I've been doing this podcast. The reason that I started doing this podcast was I wanted to talk to more people about ranking up and playing the game of Rocket League and getting better at the game of Rocket League. And something that I've been taking more seriously for the past five or six months or since I re relaunched the podcast was ranking up this podcast and my content as well. And that's the really other exciting thing that I want to talk to all of you about right now. And what could be more excited about ranking up in Rocket League? Well, ranking up this podcast and ranking up my content creation. And part of ranking up content creation is sponsors. 
Yes. So I, I, it's, it's unbelievable for me to even say this, but infinite boost, the infinite boost podcast has its first sponsor. And before I even get into this, I, I want to say that I, I thought a lot about it. This, it is something that really came out of nowhere. And when this email came into my inbox, first of all, I was just kind of shocked that it, that it was even there, but I really got to thinking about, you know, how I was going to handle this and, and what it meant for me to start doing something like having sponsors for the podcast, because I think the one thing that I, I take the most serious is that is, is you guys, you, you, the listeners, because without you, you know, this, this would be nothing. It would be fun to talk about this. I love talking about playing Rocket League and getting better at Rocket League and, and all of that stuff. You know, I would love to do that with people, whether or not it was a podcast. But the fact that, you know, I have so many people that come back that are joining the Discord. I mean, the fact that I have this community, I mean, without you, I wouldn't have even gotten this email. I wouldn't have anybody interested in sponsoring it anyways. And, and let me just say that at the end of the day, it's most important for me to make sure that honesty, transparency, and, and just making sure that we are on the same page and that you don't feel like you're being taken advantage of or being sold or anything like that. I, I want to make sure that the rocket league comes first, that the training comes first. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, I do take this, this podcast and content creation very seriously and having the opportunity to have a sponsor on the podcast is extremely amazing to me. And I guess what I'm trying to say is I, I don't, it's, it's very important to me that I'm not just selling you something. It's something that I feel like I can use, something that I value, something that I really uh, would feel comfortable with other people using. And this is a company that does a lot of sponsorships with other content creators. I'm going to get it out of the way. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Manscaped.com. And you've heard a lot about Manscaped from other Rocket League content creators. I've seen their ads in a lot of other YouTube videos, whether it's Rocket League or not. And when I got this email, I was initially hesitant. And I said to the person that I was communicating with, before I say anything on my podcast about your products, I need to make sure that there's something that I would actually use myself, that there's something that I feel good about using so that I can talk to them about my audience. Be talk about them with my audience because I want to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm talking about something that I actually believe in or something that I would actually want to use. And they did send me some stuff and I'll be honest, like Manscaped, their whole concept is more about, you know, taking care of hair, not necessarily on the face you know, the rest of the body. Is that something that I necessarily pay attention to? Not at all. But I have been in the market for a new pair of trimmers and they have a pair of electric trimmers that, you know, when I looked at the website, looked really nice. And I have those trimmers. I've, 
I've used them a couple of times. I use, you know, I keep a shadow or a pretty scruffy beard so I don't shave. Uh, but I do use trimmers and I don't like the trimmers I had. They sent me their trimmers and I actually like their trimmers. I'm going to be using this trimmer from now on. And the nice thing about Manscaped is not only that they have good trimmers, but they say on their website, I don't look at this as a gimmick. They say, you know, a razor is good if you trade it out every few months to make sure that it's sharp and you can buy their trimmers and also sign up for them to send you a new one, not a whole new trimmer, but a new blade every three months. So not only do they have good products, they also make it really convenient for you to make sure that you are using them to the best of their capabilities. They sent me their big package uh, of the trimmers, the nose trimmers, they sent me a deodorant, and then a refresher. So I have those. This is called the Crop Preserver, which is a deodorant, and then I also got the crop reviver which is a toner it's like a spray and the deodorant is like a cream and let me let me just say these are not things that i would normally think about using and i'll also say that it's it's almost like you know it's it's not a novelty but it's something that uh once you use it you're like why haven't i been doing this it's not necessary but it's also great at the same time. The preserver is a deodorant. The The smell of it is great and it works really well and I actually enjoy using it. The toner is also like a spray. It I really like the fragrance. And is it something that I would have ever thought of using before? No, but do I actually like its use and, and what it does? I actually do. And it's something that I look forward to using more and more in the future. And I would have never thought to use it unless Manscaped.com emailed me about being a sponsor for my podcast. So uh, do I feel good about these products? 100%. I really like them. I, I like them so much that I have ordered personally. They're not sending me this. And I look forward to talking about them on the future shows because they are sponsoring every episode this month. I bought the safety razor and I also bought the body wash because those are things that I will use. I mean, I don't shave, but I want to test out the razor to see if those of you out there would do shave if this razor would be a good one. And the body wash, you know, most people take showers and some people that shower use body wash. I want to see how I feel about the body wash. And so I'm going to try that out and I'll let you guys know what I honestly think. And I'm looking forward to trying them. Um, and that's that. So Manscaped is sponsoring this episode, this and for the rest of the month. And I just wanted to get that out there that I feel really good about having them as a sponsor and I'm excited about them reaching out to me. And quite frankly, I'm honored that they would even consider me as a possibility as somebody that they would like to uh, be a sponsor. So uh, if you are interested in getting some of their products for yourself, uh, I have the, the clippers. Uh, they are called the lawnmower, I think. And they are on their website. 
Uh, I do have a discount code. I wanted just Tom. You can use the code I wanted just Tom at checkout for 20% off. And uh, I'm very excited about that. I uh, hope that you would consider using that and buying some of their stuff because it really is quality stuff. And honestly, you know, you might think ah, that's not something that I would normally do. And I am in the same boat. And I tell you what, I definitely like this stuff and I'm going to be using it. And I, I would not feel bad spending my money on this because, you know, hey, it makes me feel better and a little bit more comfortable. And there's nothing there's I, why wouldn't you want to do that? It's like, you know, you know that it's good to eat healthy, but you might not always eat healthy. But once you do, you do feel better. You know, it's a good thing to work out. You don't always work out. But when you do, you feel better. You don't necessarily have to use products from manscaped.com. But when you do, you feel better. So if you ever feel like investing in yourself or taking a little bit better care of yourself and your body, and you want to try something a little bit different that actually is pretty nice, just check out manscaped.com, use the code I wanted just Tom, and let me know what you think when you get it, because I've really enjoyed using it, and I honestly think you would too. But that's enough. This is this is a really long ad, but I'm also kind of explaining why it's been so long. Uh, so if you're interested, use code I wanted just Tom at checkout at manscaped.com, and let me know if you get something and what you think of it when you get it, because I, I would love to know. And I think that with that code, you get free shipping as well. So once again, thank you. I wanted, or <laughs> thank you me. No, thank you. Manscaped.com for sponsoring this episode, uh, of the infinite boost podcast. Uh, I am, I'm very grateful for the opportunity. All right. So getting to GC is not something that I expected to happen this week or today. I don't, I don't honestly know if I even expected it to happen this season. I had been slowly moving up the ranks. I ended season three in C3 in champ three. I have been in champ two and champ three most of this season. Honestly, I've been in champ three most of this season in high div three. I've been in div two and in div four. I, I snuck up to 1400 a couple times. I can't remember when I posted it in the discord, but I, I hit 1400 and then I actually got up to like 1414 and was like, oh my gosh, like GC is, is just right there. Like I was at, I could see that red crimson light at the end of the tunnel as a possibility of something that I could actually get to. And when I got to 1414, I promptly started losing games and went bound back down to like 1380, which, you know, I wasn't upset about. I was getting into MMR levels that I had never gotten into before. So I didn't really think much of it. And I just thought, you know, well, I'll play games here and there and I'll just try and rank up or play games, you know, when I can and my MMR will go up and I'll just continue to improve, blah, blah, blah you know, I'll make a, I'll make a push at the end of season four and I'll get the rewards because I'll just be good enough and it'll happen and it'll be great. So, you know, I had the ad coming up with Manscaped and I didn't necessarily have a guest ready for this week. And I sat down to play games on Sunday and this just this past Sunday and I 
just started playing games and I think I was like, you know, right under 1400 or right at 1400 and I thought, you know, let's just see what happens. I started playing and I started winning games and I got up to like 1420 and then all of a sudden I was two games away from GC, hitting GC for the first time ever. I just had to win two more games and I hit GC. Well, I won two more games and I, I, you know, I, I hit GC for the very first time and it came across my screen and I saw that one pop up on the screen, one to 10, one out of 10. It was crazy. I just didn't, I, it was, it was so surreal. And normally in the past, when I would get to GC like that, I would stop be like, Oh, this is, this MMR is great. I'm pumped about, I, I even did it when I hit 1400. I was like, Oh, I'm 1400. I'm going to stop because I want to hold on to this MMR. Well, I got GC and I'm like, well, I'm GC now I have, I have GC. I'm going to stop. Like, what am, what am I going to stop for? I had won three or four games in a row. I had tons of momentum. I was feeling really good. Why would I stop? Why would I stop here? I, I should keep going. And here's the thing. What, what am I holding on to? Like, it's either going to go up or it's going to go down. Like, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen eventually. Let's just keep doing this. Let's make it happen. Let's see what we can do. And I think I promptly, I might've won. I lost, I, I definitely lost one and then won another one. And then I might've gotten to three wins and then I lost GC. Well, okay. And sometimes when I get in a zone and I definitely got in a zone on Sunday, I just keep going. I get on the grind. I get in this like tunnel vision and I do not stop going because I have this goal. I want this thing so bad. And really, I think that's what happened from 2019 to the middle of 2020 or 2018 to the middle of 2020. I wanted to be able to play a certain way in games. So what I did was just keep playing games. Well, it didn't work that way. So here I am just tunnel vision on getting wins in GC. I get three wins. I lose two games and I lose GC. So then I have to win two more games to get back into GC so that I can get more wins. Well, I win two games and I get back into GC. I get my fourth win. I lose two games, drop out of GC. Well, okay. What do you think I do? I keep going. I win two more games. I get back into GC, get another win. I'm at four wins. What do you think happens? I lose two games. I lose GC. What happens then? I win two more games, I get back into GC, I get another win. What happens then? I win another one, I think, and then I lose three in a row and I lose GC. Now let me tell you, this sounds like it might be frustrating. And winning and losing is is part of Rocket League. And it's funny because somebody was just talking about this in the Discord. Pencil was just talking about this in my discord. He made a, he made a comment about it and said, I'm in, I, he's somewhere in diamond. And he, he was talking about getting frustrated because he would win a game, lose a game, win a game, lose a game. And then Elize commented on it like, well, if you're there, what you really should be doing is just focusing on looking at your replays and figuring out what you can improve on and, and work on those things. And it's funny because I was reading this 
after, and this could have been Monday night, Monday, Sunday or Monday, they were talking about the exact thing that I was doing in Ranked. And I didn't want to tell anybody because I wanted it to be a big thing for the podcast, but that's exactly what was going on for me. And I'll, I'll tell you what, like I understand where he's coming from. That is frustrating when you just can't feel like you can put a good win streak together. And I, doesn't, I didn't necessarily feel frustrated. Honestly, I tweeted out later that night or on Monday after I finally got my rewards in, in GC that Rocket League was my happy place. There was something about the excitement of just pushing myself and staying on the grind. And, you know, there were there were bad games along the way. One of the games, the game that lost me GC one time or was a loss, I was winning a game. My One of my teammates disconnected. We got scored on. The game was tied. And then we were literally playing 2v3 for the majority of the game. I think we scored two goals to tie a game as we were 2v3 and then took the lead for a second and then lost the lead and then right on the kickoff on overtime uh, my teammate got a little too aggressive tried to challenge a dead kickoff right at the beginning and we got scored on and lost and it was just such a close game but that it would be so easy to just get frustrated and angry and want to you know throw the controller. No, I mean, I've never done that, but just get frustrated at the game. And there was something about that day where it was just like, you know, that happens. We, we keep going. As they say, we regain, we pick ourselves back up and we keep going. And that's, that's what Sunday was about to me. I ended up playing Rocket League like 10 hours that day. I noticed two o'clock. Like I remember the three o'clock tournament being available and not doing that. I remember the five o'clock tournament being available and not doing that. And then the seven and the nine tournaments came up and not doing those. I was just playing and playing and playing and thinking I need to feed my dogs, but I just couldn't stop playing Rocket League games. And finally I got to like six or seven wins after losing GC four times and getting it back and thinking, okay, I'll pick up tomorrow, but at no time. And okay, there were like micro instances of me being frustrated. But for the most part, I was just in the games like, let's keep going. Let's keep trying. Let's just keep our focus on playing the best that we can, the best that I can, and trying to win these games and and getting into GC and getting these rewards. And that, that was my focus. And I will say that, I, I think at points, especially towards the end of my session, as I was getting tired, I think that I wasn't necessarily being as patient as I could be. And I'm sure if I watch back some of those replays, I would be able to find instances of that, that I was getting a little impatient at times. And, and at the same time, that's something that I'm still working. I don't necessarily have the muscle memory of pulling myself away from touches that I don't necessarily need to take. Uh, but I, you know, as, as the night wore on probably did get impatient, but I wasn't necessarily getting frustrated. Like I, I was in high spirits. I felt good about continuing to play, but also sometimes I can just be in that mode where I want to keep going. I want to sit here. I want to focus. I want to grind it out. And, and so I, I ended up getting, uh, to five or six wins, 
maybe even seven that night and felt really good about all the progress that I had made. I hadn't expected to be able to get to this place uh, at this point in my Rocket League career in, in this season, at this point in the season. Um, and at that point, when I had gotten that many wins, I was like, I am going to, I'm going to get GC before I record this episode of the podcast. It's, I, I can't not get GC before I do this podcast. It, it just has to happen. That's the way that it has to be. And you know, that's what happens when you set a goal. And sometimes when you set an intention and you're, you're just going to do it no matter what. So I sat down on Monday, I got a little bit of work done. And then I said, I'm not going to get up from my, I mean, not, not going to get up. I got up and I took breaks and things of that nature, but I, I was committed to going through the same process that I went through on Sunday to finish up my rewards. And the cool thing about the whole process was that, you know, I would, I lost GC four times. And so I had to win two more games to get back into GC, but I never lost the game to make it harder to get to GC to make it farther. I might've gone down into 14, 11, 14, 12, like the mid 14 teens once. But every single time I got to the low 1420s, you know, where I would have to win two games to get back into GC, I always won that game. I never lost that game. It, I would always consistently get back into GC, which I think was, you know, a real motivator for me that I never got so far away from GC that I felt unmotivated. I was always ready and propelled myself right back into contention to getting those wins. And it was a little unfortunate or, you know, it didn't feel good that I would lose immediately and then lose GC, but at least I got one win every single time. So I was playing like five games to get one win and I was making progress. So on Monday, I decided to sit down and do the same thing again. I got back into GC and I lost my first game in GC. And then I was at eight wins at that point. And there was a team that I came up against. They were all randos, but they just had tons of synergy and my team had none. We ended up losing that game zero to four. Here's the interesting thing about it though. The first thing that... After that game, one of my opponents said, that is one of the best teams that I've ever played with or I've played with in a long time, something like that. And I said, and he, I mean, he had like 700 points. He doubled the next person. Like he, he just played really well. I said, go back to your ELO because I'm trying to get GC and you're ruining it for me. Just like joking. I wasn't being toxic. I guess he could have maybe taken it as me being toxic. But he was like, well, I mean, and so we, we shared a little back and forth and he was just like, well, do you want a cue? And I was like, I have a thing about doing this on my own, not just Rocket League, but just things in general. I have, I have a lot of stuff around feeling capable of getting stuff done. So I feel like if I do something with somebody else, then I'm not accomplishing anything. And this is something that you know, I, I want to feel like I'm accomplishing things. And at the same time, everything is easier and more fun when you don't do it alone. So I took him up on his offer and he was a, he was a good player. I needed two more wins. 
and the first game that we played together, we lost. And so I think that's one of the times that I was even farther away from getting GC. And I, I didn't necessarily play my best game. He didn't necessarily play his best game. And what I appreciate about, appreciate about him, his name's Moose. Shout out to Moose. Hopefully you're watching this man because, uh, uh, I said I was going to talk about it, and here we are, and I just really appreciate you playing the games with me. It was a lot of fun, uh, but anyways, you know, that first game didn't go very well, but after that, we queued up with another guy. Uh, we queued into another random guy, Lemon Lime. He's in the Discord. Shout out to Lemon Lime. He doesn't listen to the podcast, but I told him about the podcast. Anyways, he played really well in that game. And so we added him to our merry bunch. And then all of a sudden we were the three amigos and I was just after that GC. And then after that, we didn't lose a game until I got my rewards. And here I am a season four GC with my rewards. And I did a lot of it on my own and I've improved a ton. Like I've gotten so much better at the game than even like two or three months ago. And that's, that's the thing about hours. And that's the thing about time spent in the game is that even if you've been playing the game for 4,000 hours and you're in diamond, you know, if you just change the way that you're looking at the game, if you change, you know, what you're working on, I feel that if I can get to where I've gotten, that there's tons of opportunity for other people to improve. You just get to change a little bit about how you look at the game and the way that you work on the game. And I, you know, I look back at the fact that I'm getting GC now in 2021 for the first time when I've been doing this podcast for over two years about improving at the game of Rocket League. And do I wish that I could look at the game, look at the game then how I look at it now and think about where I, where I would be. Yeah, I totally, you know, would love to have had that perspective, this perspective a long time ago. And that's just not the way that the cookie crumbles. And I'm glad that I've learned all the lessons that I've learned over the time that I've learned them because I still have them moving forward. And I know that there's still a ton that I get to work on. There's still a lot of opportunity for me to improve hitting GC is just the beginning. I still don't feel like I'm anywhere near as well-rounded of a player as I would like to be. And the fact that I have the perspective of how to look at my game and learn and find things to work on, I'm thrilled about. And that I know how to take in the game of Rocket League at a deeper level and really look and understand how to learn and and improve and train. You know, I'm I'm really excited about that. And before I I get off of the whole story, you know, again, Moose, I'm I'm grateful for the games. I was excited to be able to do it with other people and and queued with other people as a team and get those last couple wins and be able to celebrate it with with people even if they were you know random people that I queued with you know I really appreciated the opportunity and it was a lot of fun and I just I just love Rocket League Rocket League is a great game it gives me such an opportunity to improve myself and learn about myself and and gives me something to strive for and I'm just excited to be able to share that here on the podcast with all of you I love doing this and this was this was just such an exciting episode to have a sponsor to get GC for the first time. It's all just it's all just really awesome. So 
thank you for listening. I am GC in Rocket League, and that's pretty cool. Uh, if you are interested in checking out the sponsor, go to manscaped.com, link down below, use the code I want to just Tom. Let me know because I just want to thank you for that personally. If you do end up getting something, that is all. If you haven't noticed yet, I am a GC in the game of Rocket League in 3v3. Thanks for the boost. <laughs>